Welcome back to the Retro Nomapod, a nostalgia pop culture podcast from our past, present, and future. I am your host, Toby, and as always, I have my good man, Rick, here across from me. Hello. Hi. Hearing and from the light that has shined upon me, from the golden <laughs> gods to the darkness <laughs> of our guest. Just messing. <laughs> um, yeah, fun fun episode tonight. We've we've got a guest uh, via the interwebs. Uh, my brother Wolf. Hello. <laughs> I knew I had a button for that. So, yeah, we got a guest. Shouldn't be anything new for anybody that tunes into this podcast. We like bringing people on, and this one is kind of interesting because we get to talk about something that you guys did in your childhood. This week, which I didn't do. Yeah. You guys were like nerds when you were kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't, yeah, take, I, don't be so offended. Uh, I'm not offended at all. I wear it as a badge of honor. We, we were, well, I was the cool nerd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, as Rick said, um, these two are brothers. Uh, Wolf and Rick got to grow up doing. All kinds of fun stuff. Um, first of all, we'll just introduce yourself. Again, we I mean, we've kind of introduced you, but um, other than D&D and stuff, which we're going to talk about a little later, any other beautifully nerdy things that you're into or nostalgia stuff um, that you'd like to bring up? Just, uh, well, LARPing and video games. Can't really be doing any LARPing at the current moment because of COVID, but ho- hopefully... Next year we'll get back on get back to doing some warping. We're just gonna call those poisons and then we'll just carry around like vaccines and then those right. are the potions. <laughs> right. Boom. COVID LARPing. Um COVID. so something cool <laughs> is with the joining of, of Wolf with us today, we have now had your entire household on the podcast, which is kind of cool. Uh something I thought yeah. about today. So uh, his better half is Sarah Zombie, who we had on real early in the podcast. So uh, if you guys want to find out more about her, I believe she is still streaming stuff. And you guys can check back. It's like episode 10, 13. Early. Back there. It's early. Yeah, she, she's, she's starting up a new schedule this week. So check nice. her out. Yeah, definitely Sweet. check her out. She just, She streams a lot of horror stuff. Yeah. Um, and before we get too far and ask the question of the week, I do. Mm, I don't know how much of your personal life you want to bring up, but congratulations. Yep. Uh, I saw the 18 week update today. Yep. 18 weeks so Oof. far. So good. About to have so. a baby. Your other half yep. is Lego piecing together a human being <laughs> in her tummy right now. <laughs> It's 3D a, it, printing, I think. It, 3D printing. There you go. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, let's jump into it. You want to give us that question of the week? Uh, yeah. So as we do every week, we started off with the weird question of the week. Uh, this week is, uh, what would Scooby do? Super short and abrupt and no context for anybody. Just what would Scooby do? I think I have an idea. Um. The real question, <laughs> is it before or after him and Shaggy get blitzed out of their mind? 
<laughs> that that's the real uh, question. That is the question. I'm gonna assume after. Always after. Because yeah. I think they're always high as you know. I would say he'd just be eating all the damn time, but that'd be my guess too. You know, I shit. That's what they're already doing constantly. Right. <laughs> so let's get Scooby to a scenario. <laughs> what would Scooby do? Hmm. Uh, is it like WWJD? What would Jesus do? But like in this scenario, you're just thinking, what would Scooby do? Okay. So I'm sitting at a park and I'm watching the kids play. And there's a creeper just sitting there watching. And every once in a while, he'll call a kid over. What would Scooby do? <laughs> He'd go, row, row. <laughs> and then not do shit. <laughs> right. Run the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, he's a coward. I'm not getting molested today. We got to get out of here. <laughs> I don't, I can't make <laughs> Scooby do <laughs> voices. <laughs> that's, that's a solid Scooby do. Uh, yeah, yeah I just I think by experience, Scooby Doo's not gonna do a whole lot, you know. It, it right. just unlike Jesus, well, I mean, if you look at no, nah, we don't want to get into religious stuff yet. <laughs> uh, no, 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 you definitely do not want to get into religious no. stuff with me. <laughs> with you, come on, yeah. Oh, oh, are you I, religious? I, I, no, I argue with Christians online all the time, so oh, no. this would be a good conversation then because I am agnostic. <laughs> And also grew up Catholic. All right. Oh, wow. So I have a lot of, I've been to a lot of different types of churches. Anyways, that's not what this podcast is about. We will start a religious reform podcast <laughs> at a later date. We're just going to call that content. Uh, damn, that got me real curious though. Scooby-Doo would not argue about religion. No. Uh, no. I also do not think that he would do anything. I don't think he would do anything. He's a coward and he's he's gluttonous. So like he's either eating or he's running away. Right. That's it. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, real short one. I just I just I don't have a lot of faith in Scooby Doo's crime fighting abilities. You know? <laughs> he's not it's all I would rather have Scrappy do what would Scrappy do? He'd fight everybody. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, Scrappy Doo with fighting anybody that comes across him. Yeah. Scrappy Doo. Scoo- <laughs> Scooby yeah, would no call doubt. his younger that, brother Scrappy. He, he's Doo. all up in people's places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tur- well, I mean, his name's Scrappy. That alone just puts you where he's going to be. And Scooby's on the other side of it, like, no, man, you handle it. I'll be back here smoking <laughs> doobies and eating a sandwich that's ridiculously large. You go fight my battle. What is Scrappy Doo to Scooby Doo? Is that like a long lost son? Is that a nephew that is secretly his son? I think he's a nephew. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. But that means that Scooby has a brother or sister who is mm-hmm. fucked and then had a baby. Yeah. That's that's the real weird question of the week. I, I know <laughs> I, I remember him having like a hillbilly cousin <laughs> that, I don't. that showed up for for an episode. It was way, yeah. I once Scrappy Doo came out was a little like I was just about the age where Scooby Doo was like the fall off because I was like Scooby Doo and Zombie Island, and, like <laughs> you know those were the prime Scooby Doo days. And once they added Scrappy Doo, other than the fact that like he was a little badass and he just wanted to fight people constantly all the time, <laughs> it was just like there was no need for this. We already had enough, you know. I yeah, I I didn't need another Scooby Doo. You don't need another no. Scooby Doo. We'll have to talk okay, about so the Scooby-Doo movies go. at some point. 
Because the CGI Real quick, ready? Were... Okay, so his dad's name is Daddy Do. His mom is Mumsy Do. Son is uh, their son is obviously Scooby Doo. They have another son, which would be Scooby Doo's brother, Skippy Doo. Yabba Dabba Doo. Howdy Doo. Have a daughter Howdy named do. Ruby Doo. And Scrappy Doo is Ruby Doo's son, so it is his nephew. And then there's Scooby Dumb, Scooby D. Dooby Dooby Doo, which is a cousin, Horton Doo, which is an uncle, Dixie Doo, cousin, Whoopsie Doo, Grandpa Scooby, Great Grandpa Scooby, uh, Natsy Doo, Yankee Doodle Doo, and Missing Link Doo. <laughs> what the wow. <laughs> Two things. All right. First of all, who knew Scooby Doo had such a family tree? Like, that family tree is larger than what mine is, you know? That, that's its own ancestry.com. Like they're the Genghis Khan of dogs. Uh, second, I'm pretty sure Yabby Dabby Doo is copyrighted by a different. I guess they're all owned by the same at this point, huh? I think I, they're all Hanna Barbera. Yeah, so they're all Hanna Barbera. Like, right. Hmm. Yeah. That was Yabba Doo. Get I just don't here. know if I needed to know that there was that many Doos. <laughs> that means- <laughs> like, hey. It's one of those things. You bring it up. How is they related? All right, here we go. I just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Don's gonna. We got to get out of this. We got to. How get is out he the this. coward out of all of them? Like, I, I, you would think being. Oh well, who knows? I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've gone beyond coming back from the Scooby Doo family tree. Now it's gonna rack my head on this. It's gonna be twenty eighty two. And they're going to do Scooby-Doo's second cousin removed twice from marriage is going to be the new sitcom because they've just killed off Scooby-Doo yeah. in some previous show. But it literally sets them up to do hundreds of years worth of Scooby-Doo lineage. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. They're going to squeeze it for all it's worth. I don't like but, it. But uh, let's get out of this hole <laughs> of Scooby-Don't Scooby and get out of here. Um we're going to move into some news, some fun stuff. So it looks like you've seen the movie Big Hero 6, right? You guys yes. have seen it? Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, Sadly. pretty great movie, right? <laughs> um, well, it looks like they're going to be bringing Big Hero 6 into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Initial sort of. thoughts. Um, That's such a horrible idea. <laughs> It, okay. Why? They already belong to Marvel. <laughs> so I just want to lead with this. There was an update on this article. Um, oh. Up, update says a source at Disney has now stated that Marvel Studios is not planning for Hero, Baymax, or other big Hero 6 characters to be introduced in the MCU. Okay. Move. Which brings up the question, and we, like, is it something they need to do, especially from an animated show? Like, is that going to no. do anything for the MCU whatsoever? It would hurt MCU to do that because because they got a lot of serious characters that they're using right now, so it'd be pointless to add in these goofy six animated characters. Are they are they comic books? Is that a comic series? Yes. Is it really? That's where they started was comics, and then they turned it into a big animated uh, feature. Yeah. Like they've all done. They all started off as comics. So I don't see why it's such an issue. The only thing is, is that they call like their cities, San Fran, Tokyo, and they, they do the like, um, you know, combination of the, you know, uh, uh, Asian, um, 
with American ideals. And that, I mean, that might be where it gets weird. Isn't that where the largest Chinatown is, other than actual towns in China? Is in San Francisco? The town. Is Big Hero 6 based in the future? I mean, as much as comics are based anywhere, like, kind of, but not the, really. The time frame <laughs> wouldn't matter too much because, like, I mean, we watched the last in-game Avengers and it's just fucking time skippity to do. You know, they could figure it out. They could figure that out. I don't know how much I want an animated character, one that I've known from animation because I don't know the the comic book. I don't know if I want to see an animated character get to live action, but if they wanted to do an animated movie that incorporated the MCU, I think I'd be more down for that. It just doesn't seem like a good idea. I like the characters. Who knows? Maybe it's just I want to see another movie with those characters because I really like the first one. Yeah, just 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 always make a second movie. Exactly. Big Hero 7. Yeah. Done. It's, Thanks, Disney. Here you go. Okay. You're welcome. I We're got too good of <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I just don't know. It doesn't it doesn't float my boat. I like the characters, I like the movie, but it seems like a reach. And I saw that like they were thinking about like a Doctor Strange universe, which would make a little sense because he does weird shit anyway. But mm-hmm. I just yeah, don't Doctor Strange is dealing with magic. Yeah. And it's not like well, it's like I think I would I would do it better if they did it like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where like some of it's still tuned, some of it's live action, but don't try to make Baymax like okay. live action. So the thing is, the next Doctor Strange movie is going to be the multitude of ma- the multiverse of madness. So basically, they're delving into the aspect of multiple universes. So that is a possibility that maybe he'll he could dip into this uh, Big Hero Six world while also messing with. All the other kind of stuff. That, I, that would be more understandable for me. Like the uh, Into the Spider-Verse. How they did Into the mm-hmm, Spider-Verse. Exactly. Given that was animated. But. Yeah. Is, is that how they're going to break into the Spider-Verse in Spider-Man? Ooh, by, by, having, by having his movie out first before that movie? The theory is, is that Wanda is going crazy so she's going to split the dimensions sorry i say dimensions the universes where it's up to dr strange to kind of help stitch these things together and in the process spider-man is uh, uh, affected by it as well so oh my god kind of sort of it's going to be wild that spider-man movie is insane it's got the you know the first two Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield and then we're getting Tom Holland as well and then they're bringing back old villains and new villains and we're gonna get like a weird ah oh, it's gonna be great it's gonna be so great God as they announced which, which villains are gonna be in it well they've had what's his face is returning to do Doctor Octopus uh, Jamie Fox is returning to be elect- Electro which people are kind of mixed on that they said. You know, kind of, he could be better, he could be worse. Um, I think sucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what's his face? Michael Keaton's returning as the vulture. Um, trying to think of some of the other ones that they announced. I know Mary Jane's coming back and Emma Stone's coming back. And this is um, all for the new Spider Man, right? This is all for the new Spider Man. It's okay. insane the amount of people they're dumping into, yeah. Uh, this movie, it's ambitious to say the least 
How, yeah, how no long kidding. is this movie going to be? Six hours? No shit. Uh, I'll, I'm up for it. I'm waiting for the Snyder cut to drop, and then I'll definitely be sitting there for four hours like, Oh, all that for five minutes and a little glimpse at Dark Side. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely doing some stuff with the MCU lately. And you know, the thing is when you're throwing enough money at it, they're gonna be good. They're gonna be good. Every one of the Avengers was a cinematic masterpiece. Whether you like the story plot or not, they're badass movies. So give it to me. I'll watch it. I, I'm gonna watch it. I'm going to watch it. All 11 hours of it. <laughs> yeah, 11 hours. They would almost be better off doing like a a um, like a show, like an MCU show when they incorporate stuff like that, you know, but I don't know. Who are we? We're not Disney execs. So <laughs> fuck exactly. us, right? It's all conjecture and hearsay until they release it. But uh, exciting. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll get it. Maybe we won't. Sometimes they like to play games where they're like, Oh, we're not doing that, but are we? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> uh, but moving along. Um, so it looks like they're coming out with a spiffy new Nintendo Switch Pro, which might not be called the Nintendo Switch Pro. It's going to be upgraded. Uh, 4K. Super Switch, right? Uh, Please. Super Switch. Huh? Yeah, this, the Super <laughs> Nintendo Switch is Hell what they're yeah. going to call it as a nod Hell to yeah. the old school, you know, 1990s uh, Super Nintendo. That as they should. Know. The There's two things with this. This thing's been rumored since the Switch came out. Nintendo has still come out sure. and said, no, we don't have any plans. They did a small hardware upgrade for the Switch Lite with taking off the the... Joy-Con detachments, you don't get to do that anymore. But there was like a hardware upgrade for that. Uh, but they've come out and said that they didn't think they were going to do it. Now, Nintendo's been doing a lot of crazy shit lately, so it wouldn't surprise me if they just secretly dropped this. But it's, I guess it's almost necessary. Some of these new games are having troubles. But you know they're going to call it the new Nintendo Switch, just like they did with the old 3DS models and stuff. It's going to be gross. They should yeah. call it the Super Nintendo Switch. No, that's going to be the next one. <laughs> they're going to start with something. the next, and then they're going to go Super, then please Super Ultra. Super Ultra. I mean, look, that makes sense because the 64 was the Insta- or the Nintendo Ultra or whatever before, you know, the DD in Japan. But yeah, give me the super, give me the Super Nintendo Switch with the Super Nintendo colors. Stock, and I'm cool oh. with that. Give me the gray and the purple. Did you see the con- the concept art? Looks pretty cool. The, the the particular concept art they use make the thing look freaking massive. But then again, yeah. it's just a picture, so who knows? But it's like blue and black, and looks like a widescreen television to sit between two Joy Con. It looks pretty great. It's just unnecessary. Like the last thing I need on a Nintendo Switch is 4K screen in my hands if i want 4k <laughs> give it to me in the dock so i can hook it up to my television but i first of all i mean i guess if it's a pro they're going to upgrade the hardware but their games already run a little chunky anyway and if i can't run 144 through it then there's no reason for me to have a 4k monitor so i don't it's gonna it's gonna be like an ipad with joysticks on it that's what it seems like, <laughs> like <laughs> and the ipad's like Quite a bit more powerful than a Switch. 
Yeah. Well, I don't know if this means anything, but the NVIDIA DLSS tech, does that mean anything to you, Toby, for like no computing power or anything? No, no. Is that just it's like- just <laughs> what's coming out with the new graphics cards. It's just a way okay. for them to push gotcha. ray tracing and and everything else. It, it to To normal people looking to buy a Switch, I just don't know if the market, other than the resale market and like the scout market, would care. That this thing would be as powerful as what they're, you know, touting it to be. I just, I don't think that there's a market for it, personally. I'm, ex- I'm excited because once they release this this Super Nintendo Pro Switch thing, that means the regular version of it is going to drop down in price, and then maybe <sighs> I'll actually get one. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> um, they're they're not that bad right fingers now, fast. right? Two ninety nine still. Yeah, but I just don't foresee yeah. them dropping too much from that, especially with like. The way the pandemic kind of put video games on a different level, I just don't see it coming down anytime soon. The fact that you can get them right now is the more impressive thing because I looked on Newegg. I shit, I don't need for my computer, but I was just like scrolling through Newegg yesterday. I was like, oh, I'm gonna take a look at graphics cards. Zero graphics cards on Newegg.com. Zero. <laughs> like none. You can't buy them. My 2070, I bought a year, a little over a year ago for $520. I could put it up on eBay right now with a reserve of 900 and it would sell in three days. That's crazy. It's insane the way that, and I've not to get into politics, but now like the United Nations and stuff is thinking about doing a technological setup between our nations just so we don't have to worry about getting stuff from China, because now it sounds like China companies are kind of hoarding their their chips and processors and everything else because of the pandemic and the way the shipping and trade tariffs and everything have been. So, like, it may be a little bit before we get upgrades to anything. They're saying the mm. PS5 and the Xbox are going to have shortages into 2022. It's not oh, looking sorry. good. I built a PC at a perfect time. Perfect time. Yeah. Kind of seems that way. But you can still <laughs> buy laptops. You can still buy computers and stuff. Like pre-builds are still available. But if you sure. want to build your own, it's too late. It is too late. Either uh, way, I don't need a Switch Pro yeah. yet. <laughs> I don't even have a Switch, so. Oh, I've got one. I I own one. I'm not the one that plays it. <laughs> And Daisy's yeah, had Animal Crossing. That like that. Yeah, yeah. I I'm afraid to look at the hours that she's put in that game because it'll make my gaming look stupid. Like I'll just like I'm like, damn, this girl plays that much more games than I do. But it's just one game. You play a variety, and and she focuses. True. On the, uh, the one, which you ain't wrong. Nothing wrong with that at all. But uh, moving on, uh, we've got some. Oh, just absolutely wonderful, terrific, unbelievable news. This is exciting Why? and kind of weird. Uh, but it looks like they're going to be coming, possibly. There's talks that Evan Peters is going to be in an Ace Ventura 3 sequel. Gross. Like the the star from uh, American Horror Story and the X-Men films, They've tagged him to play possibly his son or maybe Ace Ventura. Like it, they, it doesn't define what his role is. Just let the series no. die. Please, please just let it 
die. That that type of humor is not gonna go over well in 2021. Oof. Like that over the top. We've talked about it before, I think, but like go back and watch Billy Madison. Like Billy Madison, when I was growing up, was like the funniest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I go back and watch Billy Madison now, and like it's still it's fun, but it's like pretty cringy. It's it's pretty cringy. <laughs> and like you bring back an Ace Ventura style yeah. person. Asshole. And I just don't foresee it being very good. <laughs> yeah, and the fact is is that they've already made an Ace Ventura three. Right. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective Junior, where the thought. son of the detective goes on a little thing. It's a crap movie. I hate to say that I saw it, but you know me. Of course I saw it. So <laughs> it is not great by any stretch of the imagination. But Hollywood, am I right? I just, right. I don't need it. Yeah, we, we really don't need it. I mean, uh, like, what's the story? Like, it just, there's nothing about it that is worthwhile. Like, no, no, it no. It's probably, it's probably not even going to have Jim Carrey in it. Because Bullshit. I think as as far as I could tell, he's done with that series. Yeah. That's the only way I want to see a new one is if he's like in it and maybe he's passing the torch. Then maybe like old man Ace Ventura. Yeah. Like, he's in the nursing home solving why the dog is able to sniff out <laughs> cancer and you're, you're the next one to die, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's the one I want to see, but that's pretty dark. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, look, I don't want him to go that American Pie route, because, like, there are more American oh. Pie videos out in the wild than you realize have been made, you know? Right. Oh, I, I realize. I've seen Naked Mile. <laughs> so have I. And Bandcamp. <laughs> Both bad And Bandcamp, yeah. <laughs> and Eugene Levy's in every single one of them, because... Why not? Why not? He's the funniest Bad character in maybe all of the movies anyways. So I don't like this. Don't do this. I don't like it. Don't do it. Don't need to. It's unnecessary. Like unnecessary. Yeah, stop just, remaking just old let, shit. Let it, make make new shit. Let, right. Let it be. Let Gross. it be. Um speaking of uh well not a sequel, but a remake. Uh looks like Edgar Wright, you know, guy who's done uh, the Coronado trilogy, Shaun of the Dead, World's End, you know, those movies with Simon Pegg. And he's also done uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim. He's been pegged to write and direct a adaptation of Stephen King's book, The Running Man. Oh, Remember that movie from the 80s? It's not with Stephen Arnold King, dude. <laughs> it's okay. Richard Bachman. Right. Was that really <laughs> a Stephen? That was the Stephen King book? Yeah. Running Man? Yeah, it was under his... It was under his pseudonym, yeah. You know, pseudonym. as because as, he's known for horror, <laughs> but he wanted to do a sci-fi thing, so he writes it under his alias. But people figure it out, and it's like, why bother still writing under why? a pseudonym when everybody's like, "That's Stephen King, right?" Who's going to play the Who's going to play the Arnold Schwarzenegger character? Who, who would you cast as the Arnold Schwarzenegger lead role in that? I would say The Rock. <laughs> How about Jason Momoa? <laughs> Or the mountain? Oh, the mountain! No, no, the mountain. The mountain would be one of the uh, the evil hero guys in the in the armors. Yeah, I, yeah. I, would he be the opera guy? Probably not. 
Figaro. I, look, we've all seen Mo, uh, Moana, right? The Rock's got a beautiful voice. He could kill it. I'm look, put the Rock in anything. I'm gonna probably watch it and probably like it. Yes. and that just means yes. that Kevin Hart's gonna be somewhere in it. And where uh-huh. where do we go wrong? I mean, the, he does need a plucky sidekick that he's constantly saving his ass. So you know, it seems seems about accurate that that would be his role. Yeah, for sure. That that movie could actually really do with a good update, and I think they could actually make that better than the original. Yeah, if yes. they cast it, if they cast it right with the actors that are out right now, they could, they could actually make it good. Huh? Yeah. When was the first one made? Nineteen eighty-seven, something like that. <laughs> I mean, and uh, it's not that old. I mean, it's a 30-year-old movie. That's pretty oh, old fuck. in my yeah. book. <laughs> it's like we're in the 2020s now. I don't like this, dude. Right. Yeah, 1987. Uh, man, that, that, mo- ju- that movie's like, it's so perfect for now, too, because like the whole thing is that it's like a network and they're, you know, it's the future. So they show this thing that's super like, will they survive? Will they get the money? You know? So it's perfect <laughs> for now because you could have it be in the streaming thing, you know, like they did with that's Death true. Race years ago, where it's just like a streamed event rather than network TV. Cause that's not really a thing anymore. Right. Fucking cool. Yeah. You're probably right on that. Uh, look, I'm, I ain't got no skin in that game. So let it come out. You know, Stephen King. I, I, he, look, they've ran out of Stephen King books. <laughs> they have to go to his pseudonyms books. <laughs> when are we going to get Dean Koontz movies? More Dean Koontz movies. <laughs> Odd Thomas Koontz, was actually pretty good. Yes. I mean, it's not just there's plenty of stuff out there that they could choose from and doing remakes and reboots, as we've talked about, is like, no, just. Dig from the other shit that's out there. There's a lot of solid stuff that they haven't even tapped yet. But yeah, you know, no. What are we gonna do? Stop remaking. But this shit. would be a good one. This is one <laughs> of those like. This is one of those ones that would actually like uh, Wolf said is that like this would absolutely have a justified if they did it a good remake possibility that they could do some really fun things with. So I'm not right. mad at it. I'll go see it. Yeah. <laughs> Their track record for remakes is not very good, though. Yeah, well, yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. With Ed, Edgar Wright at the helm, like that, make that gives me some hope that it might be be good because that guy, more often than not, puts out stuff that, at the very least, is interesting and a little different. Yeah, so, you're not wrong. You know. so, and he's wanted to do it for a while, so let him have at it. Let him do it. What, let him do it. What am I supposed to say? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you're supposed to say is. I'll see it or I won't see it. That's it. Like no, we've already established <laughs> that you're gonna see it. And well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna live vicariously through you. So yeah, I'll just tell you that's serviceable. What it's yeah. <laughs> what we're gonna start doing is every time you go to the theater, you're gonna bring up video chat on Discord and point your camera towards <laughs> the, the screen. <laughs> and then this is how I'm gonna watch all these movies. <laughs> just just as long as you have to wear a mask while I'm watching it, because I'll be forced to wear a mask as well. So I'll we're do in the that same boat. I'm gonna cut a big hole in the middle of it, but <laughs> yeah, I'll wear it. <laughs> Smash that popcorn in there. Smash it. <laughs> Moving right along to some interesting toy news. Uh I just wanted to get you guys' thought on this because it's kind of a it's a change that 
you know, uh, Mr. Potato Head, they're coming out with um, essentially a a box that has a blank slate. It has what would be a kid potato head and two parent potato heads. Now, it's up to you if you want to decide if they're same-sex couple or, uh, uh, you know, your nuclear family, if you will. Like, it, it's up to the kids to play how they want. Okay, I'm about to I'm about to tear this fucking thing apart. Okay, it came first started all, in 1952. Sorry, just wanted to 1952, 1952 for Mr. Potato Head. Just let it get first of all, to, it was actually they potatoes. used real potatoes. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is what I was thinking too. Is they're they're doing two things here. They're either telling you that these potatoes fuck, or they're telling you that there are potatoes that are unwanted from their potato families. And are up for adoption. Like, I'm not opposed to you making a same-sex couple potato head. Also, is it necessary for kids to be able to choose? Gender stuff, like, it is. But why sell it as a set and then give the kids the options to do whatever they want? First of all, I don't know why they brought out a new Mr. Potato Head. Why wasn't this just digital? Like, why didn't they bring out, like, a Potato Head app? They, they they haven't brought out a new potato head. They they just taken the old potato and just threw in more pieces in the box and like here you go. Like here's a potato <laughs> dick and potato boobies. And it's just like look, if we're trying to preach gender like neutral stuff, I want two ponytails because they're not giving these potatoes genitals, which they shouldn't because they're potatoes. All right. Which also this little is this is what do we call the potato spud? Because it's not a Mister, it's not a Mrs. Is this just potato? They call it. Is is that quite literally the name? Is just potato. It's potato potato. (laughs) Son of a gun! Oh, that was well done. I'll add that to you. Yeah, I like that. That (laughs) no, I just I find it unnecessary. This is one of those things. Look. I know that the world's moving in a new way and I don't want to get controversial and I already probably did. It just makes no sense to me why we're putting so much pressure on kids to have to deal with sexual orientation when it's a fucking potato with eyeballs. Just give them the potato with all the hair and all the pants and leave the baby out of it. No one needs the baby potato. Literally choking hazard. Every part that goes into that baby potato is a choking hazard. And you expect me to give this to my six-year-old, you know, or whatever? Like, no. He's like, Dad, can I play on the iPad? No. You're going to play with this potato. And then maybe later you can play on the iPad. Just give him a Mr. Potato Head iPad app. It just makes no sense to me. Why are... Make new shit. Just make new shit. <laughs> yeah, but I they mean, still got, they got the all these little pieces. True. I mean, you've got Pirate Potato Head, you've got Avenger Potato Head. Like, it just is one of those, like, let's just drop the mister at this point and just call it Potato Head. Yes. And let the kids play how they want to play. And that's it. And that's what it that's exactly what they're doing. And I think it's, you know, for the generation that's coming up, I think it's great because they're super open and all that. So are you are you gonna buy one for bear? No, no, because we've got a really cool pirate potato head that yeah, uh, <laughs> firm believer in raising my kids as pirates. So, I just 
Again, it's one of those things. Like, I'm just going to read this sentence. All right. And why it's just little things like this that get under my skin. And like I said, maybe it's maybe I'm feeding into myself more than I should. This approach is clever because it allows kids to project their own ideas about gender, sexuality, and family onto the toy. They're fucking kids. They're kids. You don't get to choose. Like, this isn't something. If we didn't allow our kids to have so much technology, this is going to fire me up. I don't even want to talk about Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head anymore. But it's just, I don't understand why sexuality has to play a part in Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head. When Mr. Potato Head was invented, they didn't even realize that the lead paint gave people cancer. They just let their kids eat it. Okay? They weren't worried about the sexual orientation of a fucking potato because it's a potato. It makes no sense. Color chips. They made me happy. (laughs) Green tastes the best. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like this. This this shit this this shit gets on my nerves. People can do whatever they want. You can raise your kids however you want. But this whole culture of like these major companies putting out stuff to not get sued because Karen over here thinks her three year old is gay already, you know? Unnecessary. Unnecessary. I don't know. You know what I'm not doing? I'm not buying this Mr. Potato Head. Mostly because I'm 31 and I don't have kids. But that's neither here nor there. Maybe I was interested in a potato head. And I mean, I'm not I even allowed to call there's it There's so Mr. many potato. things better out there than a potato head. It's like, What's it going to teach the kids? Not damn it's thing. A, it's, it's a dexterity thing on how to put Roll things a D20. This, there. <laughs> <laughs> A fun feature when we want to call somebody out on their bullshit. Roll a d20. We'll decide if you if your if your claim is good or not. <laughs> no, Let's what? see how full shit you really are. Roll that yeah. <laughs> I got a uh, thirteen. Yeah. That uh, is that this good? is a stupid is idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just yeah. It, it just again. I just I, don't understand. I, I, leave leave it. Just leave it. Something it just makes no sense to me. But what do I know? Give them the unisex I, potato head and call it a day. Yeah, or just Let them give the kid a fucking them. potato and a sharpie. <laughs> you know, do whatever you want with this. Because right. at the end of the day, you could sharpie all over it, peel the skin, eat that fucking potato. Multi-use. <laughs> you can buy an entire bag of potato heads for like nine dollars. You have thirty sure. potato heads. You could have an incest family. You could have a multiracial family because you peel one and then you don't peel the other potato. Boom. That's culture. Or you let them sit out for too long and they start sprouting out of the eyes and stuff. So it really is like, this is why we don't mate together. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's Uh, growing new one. What's funny Uh, is (laughs) the last thing I'm going to say, the last thing I'm going to say about this is they're taking away the notation for like Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head in this family box set, but they're still going to sell Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head separately. But in this box set, we don't have titles here. But if you want a title, you can go buy that one. It makes no sense to me. There's better toys out there. It's catered to all types. It's catered all to types. And Hasbro owns everything. They really do. It's gross. They really I don't like that either. (laughs) <laughs> Moving on. Uh, 
So as they've been doing, they're remaking, they're remaking or bringing back nostalgic TV shows from the nineties. We got Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. Looks That's like good. next up it is going to be Rugrats uh, from uh, Nickelodeon uh, is where it originally was uh, home, I guess. Correct. I'm going to say it again, and I'm sure I'll say it one more fucking time. Make new shit. Make new shit. The one cool thing about that, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you finish before I shit all over this, too. <laughs> the biggest thing that's the biggest change to the show, they got the original voice cast back, which awesome. is phenomenal. But they're going in a 3D art style, which it's fine. And there's a trailer out there you could go check, and it's like a quick little you know, five minute thing and it's perfectly serviceable, but it's weird. Cause we already got Rugrats all grown up. So do, do, do you know why backwards. they got the original voice actors? Cause they didn't have any jobs. Oh, come. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. <laughs> it's just, I, why change it? Why change it? Because what are you trying to do here? You get the original cast back. You bring back Rugrats, which is going to bring back people like us that grew up with Rugrats, but then you give it into a CGI bullshit and you lose people like me that want, I like, I'm cool. If you want to make new episodes of the Rugrats, especially with the original cast, update the drawings a little bit. Totally understandable. Make the same show. There's no reason to do this 3D animation because it, I watched the, the trailer for it. It doesn't. I don't think it's going to take that much away from the show, personally, but it takes enough away that having the original voice actors back means nothing to me, personally. I just, I don't need it. But I thought I, I just, I just thought it was a shitty show in the first place. We're watching oh. a whole bunch of little babies running around acting dumb shit. And- Shut <laughs> your gun! That's Please young Captain Planet right there. <laughs> like. Come on, Tommy Pickles, being the early MacGyver he is. Come on. Oh, give me. Oh. What do you think <laughs> that screwdriver smelled like? Oof. Oof. <laughs> Just oof is what it smelled like. Bro, you want to talk? Many times, how many times did his diaper get changed and the mom's like, why is this screwdriver? <laughs> right, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not your penis. That's a Phillips head. Well, why do they keep giving him that screwdriver back? Like <laughs> they know he's gonna stick it in his fucking pants, and that's how he keeps getting out of the playpen. They're lucky with the no. I don't understand. Oh, yeah. You're right. We have the, Rugrats the, all grown up. Why are we <laughs> reverting back to their baby? It's not even like they're older. Like they're not like nine year old Rugrats, you know. Which I'd have probably been better with than you just three D. I didn't even watch the grow up one. And I was like, that's stupid. It's not good. It's not good. It's, it's like Rugrats it's, all grown up. They're like, we got to get jobs. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get jobs. <laughs> Welcome to adulthood, you fucking I mean, Rugrats. The thing is, it already went for 10 seasons. The original uh, infant Rugrats. Yeah, they, that's they, 10. That's 178 episodes. What, uh, what more stories are out there that you could tell besides just having better animation? I just don't they, feel like there's anything they, else they, there to have. 
they're trying to get those losers that loved them so much to get back into it and play hey, martyrs. It's not working. Shit. I'm sitting right here. I know. I'm a huge Rugrats <laughs> fan. I'm getting a Rugrats tattoo. It is on the list of things to put on my arm. But what are they going to do here? Are they going to be like, they're going to like go through death because the grandpa finally died or something? Like, I don't understand what you could go. I know that was hurtful. But really, though, like, are they look? (laughs) Are they going to like twos and threes for 10 years? Yeah. Well, how how do you stretch that for another 10 seasons? I mean, the Simpsons is doing it the best. Maggie's like 39 years old and still a baby. It works. Stewie, same thing. You know. But they just don't age. Yeah, I, d- I don't need this either. I don't need this either. I just no, want Nickelodeon to come out not. with a streaming service to where I can watch all the old oh. Nickelodeon stuff. Give me my Angry Beavers. Give me my Rockers Modern Life. Oh, speaking of that, before we go into the next one real fast, a little <laughs> bit of trivia for you. I'm almost finished with Sabrina. Okay. And Salem, the cat, is also the voice of one half of Angry Beavers. Is he uh is he Dag? No, he's the other one. Norbert? Norbert, yeah. Norbit. Norbit. They have no. the worst name. Isn't Norbit the fat yeah, Eddie no. Murphy? Yeah. Anyways, yeah, whatever the other one is. Yeah, I found that's that cool. out the other he's day. He's the cool one though. He's like that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like cat dog. Uh, yeah. One okay. of them's awesome, one of them's not. The cat being the better, right? <laughs> Conversations for another time. Moving. Right along. Uh, so speaking of 90s cool stuff, uh, Nerf or nothing. Um, looks like Nerf is coming out with the literal nuclear option of um, uh, household warfare. They're coming out with their own Nerf nuke that fires 80 darts in all directions. Yeah. Um, do you want me to... You want me to you want me to break this one for you? <laughs> yeah, do it. I, I don't know where you saw that it was about to come out. All I could find is that this was released in 2014. Um, oh, son of a gun. And <laughs> Think, Think Geek is the one that put it out. Uh, I still don't know if it's a real thing. Uh, I haven't really been able to find. Let's see if I can buy it off of eBay right now. No, I don't know if it's a real thing. <laughs> Son of a, but it's, it looks awesome. Right. But you could get in, it through game stuff right now. No, you can't <laughs> click that link. <laughs> what you can right. get, and what I have found on my search for this, maybe they're sold out. Nerf nuke, they're sold out. It's you found it. Oh no, no. I oh, okay. <laughs> what I did find in my no. search for this Nerf nuke is they make grenades now. You can get Nerf grenades. Oof, that is so good. How, but this thing is dope. Work the grenade. Okay, so yeah. the nerf. Oh, the grenade. Sorry. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. You can explain this because this thing is fucking cool. The site that I'm looking at okay, says the that they have it for ninety nine ninety nine, but the article was put up May first, twenty fourteen, and it literally says escalate office warfare because they were putting this out to people that had nerf wars in their their <laughs> office. <laughs> That's great. Uh, the Nerf Nuke Launcher is a tripod-mounted direct plunger system, and it fires the nuke up to 40 feet away. Yeah. It's so, cool. 
Because it's supposed to hit no, on the, the bottom. The only way that's going to go 40 feet is if you're outside. That's the whole point, though. <laughs> Imagine being in a spot where it's supposed to go 40 feet, but you only got 12. And you're still pumping that bitch to 40 feet. <laughs> it's going to blow up. So, yeah, this thing's like the size of a basketball. And it's got spots for 80 darts. It looks like a, it looks like a coronavirus. Adam, <laughs> like that. That's what yeah. I imagine. It's. I've got to well, the point. Here's... Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I said I've gotten to the point now where I think I'm going to start buying and sell it. We've talked about Nerf enough that I've started to dig into a rabbit hole of <laughs> Nerf toys, and I think I'm going to start buying and reselling Nerf stuff. This is going to be the go. start of my my store. Is we're going to sell a couple video games, a couple Nerf rival guns, you know. So maybe some real Mr. Potato Heads. I don't know. We're still in development. But It'll just be a potato. Are, are you going to paint, paint the Nerf guns up and make them like steampunk or? Oh, no, that's that's Daisy's job. My creativity comes from electronics and putting out content, <laughs> not out of actual having talent. <laughs> That'd be sick, though. But those. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, but those Nerf rival ones, those those things are real deal. They're not little darts. They're yeah, the, little ping pong balls. Oh, yeah. Them. I don't know if you watched Critical Role uh, last episode, but during Sam's uh, little announcement that he likes doing, they, they're shooting him with it, and he was getting like, ah, ah. Yeah. The little things come out pecking heat. Uh-huh. They're like young adult Nerf and guns. Yeah. Good stuff. I was like, Bring me was more when stuff. I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Technology has come a long way since we were kids. When it <laughs> Look, was just kids right. these days have Nerf guns. We had rocks and slingshots. <laughs> That's why Nerf got invented. <laughs> what did you shoot your brother with? It was just the BB gun, Mom. I only pumped it four times. I don't know. <laughs> or those rubber band guns you'd buy at like uh, Western Welcome Week that, you know, yeah. you Loaded up and they're little like rifle looking things. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Or did you ever shoot wasps? Like fold up a piece of paper to where it was so dense you could barely fold it. And then you fucking <laughs> pulled it back on a rubber no. band and like shot. Oh, dude. Oh, oh. yeah. That yeah. shit was. I used to. You could put like paper clips in them to like strengthen them up oh. and then wrap. Oh, dude. It was a war when I was going through like middle school. <laughs> like I'm surprised one of us didn't lose an eyeball. That's how you know you had a good childhood if you can look and be like, how did we survive? I don't know. I've got stitches <laughs> that my mother caused. So <laughs> kids these days are soft. They get to choose their sexuality when they're too young to do so. They don't do whatever the fuck they want. You know? Damn, I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> so, like, okay, so I'm not a journalist. I never claim to be somebody who I just look. Out on the web, did the research. I don't do research, I just dig for cool shit. That's it, or stuff I want to talk about. So, if it came out freaking seven years ago, that's on me. Oh, I'm not mad, it's still fucking cool. Yeah, I've never seen it, and I wasn't trying to like bash that it was like unavailable, but I'm pissed that you brought up something that I it's like Toby. Check out this lemon and run game that was released three weeks ago. <laughs> Look how cool it is. Too bad you can't get it. Too bad <laughs> you dick. Out. Unless you would have dropped ten times the amount for it. 
Um, so a trailer dropped, and this this one it's not necessarily about the movie itself; it's about the idea behind it. But uh, Disney, as they've been doing, um, it kind of started with Maleficent. They're starting to do these kind of origin movies of certain villainous characters. The newest one to come out is the Emma Stone led Cruella based on Cruella de Vil of 101 Dalmatians. This sparked a question, is this something that we need? Do villains, do good villains like the Joker, Maleficent and that, do we need them to have a backstory that tries to humanize them? Like Maleficent, oh, turns out she's an anti-hero. The Joker had mental health issues and just needed some help. Do we need these movies? And also, what do you think of the movie? <laughs> Wolf, you already said no. I yeah, because we, we, we really don't, like, especially with Joker, we didn't know what his origin was. And that's what made him so cool because we didn't know if he was just a psychopath that's always been a psychopath or he just one day snapped. He used to be a gangster working with the mob, fell in the vat of oil, blah, blah, blah. But Cruella DeVille, who gives a shit? Cruella DeVille is a character from the 70s that, that got a movie, that was in a movie. It's mm-hmm. like, we, we don't need these Disney villains to all of a sudden become, oh, anti-heroes. <laughs> so, I kind of agree, but I disagree. Do we need this? No. After watching this trailer, do I want this? Kind of. Because the trailer looks great. The two things that, like, were big for me is I think Emma Stone is going to be great at that character. The weird thing is it's weird to me that they casted an American actor to do a British movie. Mm-hmm. That was the weird thing. Cause like, especially in today's day and age, it doesn't seem like they're trying to do that. They would, they would cast someone British for a British role, but the, it looks good. Like watching the trailer, like she looks like a crazy person. They incorporate the dogs, which is kind of dope, but it looks as close to like a rated R 101 Dalmatians movie. Like it really does. I, you know, I imagine it's, I I don't know if I saw a rating. I don't, I don't think I saw a rating on the trailer, but it looks like it could be a PG 13 movie. It's definitely going to be a PG 13 just from looking at that trailer. They're not going to go R because it is still Disney and they, and they want, to get all the families in there. But like, it seems weird to do, especially for this particular character uh, to do a character, to do it because she's essentially when it comes down to it, she's most notably known for the fact she wants to kill puppies. Yeah, true. For fur coats. So she kind of has two things that, especially in this day and age are so going to work against her. So it really makes me wonder how are they going to make her, likable because that's the whole thing with your protagonist is that you want them to be somebody that you can root for that oh they're misunderstood i hope they murder i hope they burn a mansion down at the end of the movie like some like PETA people come in and just like light her on fire in town square but i do want to see her go crazy i think that'd be fun especially looks crazy stone because good lord i was actually surprised at how much i enjoyed the trailer like how much it kind of got me like wanting to see the actual movie. So, and I got Disney plus. It, it made me well, think of like, um, devil with Prada or a movie like that. Mm. I, I wasn't even thinking about all oh, those Dalmatians or anything like that. She wanted to kill puppies. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. 
she wants to create new fashion. That's her whole thing, right? Like she's a fashionista to the extreme where she's super unlikable because she knows what she wants and she'll do literally whatever it takes to have this, oh, check out this cool design. Oh, I got to dress that catches fire that reveals an even cooler dress. Like this one, so parts. she's an innovator, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah, this one's still alive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you said, though, casting Emma Stone was weird because especially since she's fallen prey to that before where she got cast in a role that was supposed to be a Hawaiian person in the movie Aloha. So mm-hmm. I would have imagined that if this was supposed to be a British person, they probably should. She, she at the very least should have been like, oh, I really want to do this role, but maybe I should let it go to Emma Watson or, you know, another Oof. British, British. Ooh, uh, right. I don't yeah, know if Emma you know. Watson, that that's a good name pool, but like, I just like, at least Emma Stone is kind of like bitchy. She's got that wretched resting bitch face. You know, Emma Watson is just like out of the question to play like a too bitch. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's too, too likable. Like, exactly. She's too likable. So maybe like a Sorshi Ronin or, um, somebody, but it's coming out. It looks, you could have did like a Charlie Theron. Cause at least she's yeah. like South African. She could probably do the accent, you know, it, like I said, it, sure. it just seemed weird to me, especially with the way the world is, that they would cast an American to do British. Other than that, I liked em, Emma Stone as the the casting. Like I, I'm I'm totally down for that. I think even in the trailer, she showed to be great at the character, and I think the movie will be good. But it did seem weird to me. That was like the one weird mm-hmm. thing. I was just like, oh, okay, it's not 1974 yeah, but, anymore. So. Well, 1961 is when the character. No shit. And that was a G, believe it or not, that was a G-rated movie back in the day. Like, if if you remember the original 101 Dalmatians, she was terrifying. Yeah. And it's, it's particularly in that hand-drawn style, too, just added a layer of, like... She had such you know, a dope car, though. And she yeah, drove she like a bat out of hell. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. That one but, I'm kind of excited for, though. I'll watch that one. That one, that, it looks for good. Sure. For sure. Um, so a few weeks ago, you wanted me to present some awesome Kickstarters that were starting or, you know, going or needed funding. Well, I found one that as people know from listening to this podcast, we love Dungeons and Dragons and role-playing games. Well, there's this really cool Kickstarter that's starting called Dungeon Alchemist. And essentially it's used for all your virtual tabletop. Um, tools for virtual get-togethers like this where you can actually physically have uh, uh, their biggest thing is that they make it look like if you want a tavern it could be there and you can either have it 2D, 3D interactive, you can customize it to a degree that's that's unbelievable and yeah, so that's that's my bring this week, I don't know if you had a chance to kind of look over the project or, or not, yeah. but I did. And this thing looks awesome. So like basically they put it on a grid system and you can be like, you can design your own maps completely, which is sick. And they do it like, like Rick said in the virtual tabletop. So you can use it in roll 20 or whatever other program you use to run your virtual D and D games. What's cool about it too, is they make it set up in a way that you can print them out, um, Mm -hmm. which is dope. So if you want to incorporate, you know, a map that you made, in this program, you could just print it out and do it. The way that they set it up and the way that you can just like 
it's pretty much all generated within the program, but everything is movable. So like whatever the program generates in that room, you can take out, you can move around, you can choose where doors go. If you want hallways, taverns, woods, um, and imagine it's only growing. What's crazy and, and what I think will really make this awesome is how many backers they got. It was funded in three hours of a goal yeah. of 50, just over 54,000. They're almost at 1.3 million right now on it. And uh, it looks sick, especially with D&D wow. making a resurgence now. And especially the way that COVID has made everything virtual. There's not a better time that this could have came out. And, and the way that they make it look is fantastic. It's it really is unbelievable looking. Watching that little video on it is mm-hmm. like, and as they've unlocked new tiers because of the amount of support they've gotten, they're just adding more stuff to it. And it's like anything you could possibly think of, they have it where it's adaptable enough to be able to make it happen. So you don't have to sit there and try to draw out a map or, you know, these particular landscapes. It's all just there for you at a click of a mouse. So. It, if you're looking at something to donate to, sick. and you like Dungeons and Drabbles or 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 any kind of tabletop, or did you say thing. Dungeons and Drabbles? Yes, I did. Is that a thing? Dang it! Drabble, 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 rabble, rabble, rabble. <laughs> uh, yeah, it 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 does look sick, and you can like change perspective. Um, you can do so much in it. Have they talked about when this is going to actually come out? Uh, uh, it, well, I think they tell you kind of, it looks like it has 10 more days before the Kickstarter's over and they've been funded. So from there, it's just a matter of them pulling it all together and then, but there's no like hard and firm, like, oh, this will be released to, um, you know, those who back. Oh, it looks like estimated day. delivery is January of 2022. Oh. So give or take next year at some point. Yeah. Awesome. This is why we're going to have to do the Kickstarter thing. The problem I have with this is I just don't have this kind of money to throw at this shit right now. Well, that's the biggest I, thing. I can see this like like with the um, those one kind of D&E uh, table sets. This would be awesome on those. Yeah, they are uh, printing out the, the, the rooms and stuff and printing it out and then putting it on your rad-ass game table and being able to put your characters physically into this room that you built. Right. Yeah. Especially if you yeah. had like a big printer and like had, you know, more than an cool. eight and a half by 11. Well, no, those, um, those really big D and D tables where it's actually like a, a TV, a touchscreen TV as your table. Oh shit. That's right. I forgot about those. Yeah. And then you could just build the map as your characters play through mm. that level. Mm-hmm. That would be sick because like everything in the room you can set up to, to auto generate. So it's yeah. like, you could be like, hey, I want a tavern. I'm going to make it a six by six square. And it's going to auto generate everything within that tavern. You know, not NPCs and stuff, but like furniture, lighting, stuff like that. Or you can set it up to do it all yourself, which is sick. This thing looks cool. Like it looks fucking cool. I like that you can do it in 3D. I like that you can do it, you know, in just regular perspective where like over the top. And then you can do it as just straight 2D modeling to where you're not seeing shadows, you're not seeing anything else. Uh, but the fact that you can do it and like, and, the, and you can print it. Hmm. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm hype on this. This looks dope. This looks real. Man, look at that. 
over a million dollars already pledged. That is crazy. Yeah, one point three million of fifty four thousand is what they needed to make it. Which good for them. You know, if anybody's going to be able to to, because God knows if they only needed fifty four grand to make it what they're showing, what do we think they're going to be able to do with one point two million? Exactly. Right. It can only like, get better. They've clearly worked on this software already to the point where they're like, oh, we can show them what it does. Mm-hmm. But now it gives them this next year all that extra funds to be like, we're going to do some crazy shit. It's going to look unbelievable. You won't even believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go with that. I'm I'm yeah. real good with that. That's cool. Yeah, I want to do more Kickstarter stuff because like this being the first one to pop up, I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. Like I, the, I just take all my money. Just take it all. And Uncle Joe, when you give me my next stimulus check, send it to <laughs> Dungeon <laughs> Alchemist. <laughs> yeah. And it's relatively cheap to back it to get the uh, license to get that software. Thirty dollars is all it is to get to get it to get that program. Thirty dollars. That's it. And the way they it. brought it out, it also kind of sounds like it's going to seem like a yearly license. Because I know like a Roll20 is free, but like to get the fun stuff on Roll20, you got to pay. So I imagine they come yeah. out and do this as a subscription. Like it'll cost you 30 bucks for the year to use the program or $50 for the year, whatever it may be. Well, that's where paying with going through uh, uh, Kickstarter is that if you help them kickstart this thing, you basically get a lifetime uh, key or whatever to it. So that's why it's like, you want to do it on the Kickstarter because you know they're going to do the subscription base after that works. Like yeah. you can use our stuff, but it's going to cost you either monthly or yearly, like you were saying. So jump on it now if you're looking at some awesome uh, AI software to help your tabletop games. I'm good with that. Yeah. Well, that brings <laughs> us to uh, the fun part of our discussion today, and. This is a good lead-in because we're going to talk about a little D&D and LARPing action. Uh, Both of you guys, as you were being raised, got to do both of these things. Uh, I did not. This is as far away from the things that my father wanted me to do (laughs) as they could get. Uh, Still love fantasy and everything growing up, but like D&D and I don't even know if I knew what LARPing was until I was probably a teenager, maybe a little older. And I never saw it ever like actually physically saw it in person until I moved to Colorado and there's a group that gets together at wash park. And I remember being at wash park once when I was like 17 or 18 and being like, what the fuck are these guys doing over here? And you walk over there and they're chain mail. They've got Mm -hmm. swords, shields. They're throwing shit at each other. You know, like I couldn't believe it. Like it was a thing at that time. And, and at that part in my, my life, Seeing that, I was just like, yo, this is kind of sick, but also like the nerdiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And now at 31, I'm like, fucking give me some chain mail, bro. I'm ready to be a goddamn knight. Right. You know? And it's like, but you guys got to do this growing up. And what I want to ask is like, is it something? Because I know that that your dad was also a sports fan. You guys grew up with sports and stuff in your life. And that was what was predominantly ruled my life when I was growing up. Is this something that as you guys got older, you appreciated more or less than like when he was, when your dad was taking you out to do LARPing when you were growing up? Uh, I appreciate it. Like when you're younger, it's just, you don't think about it. It's like, oh, this is just what we do. We're either playing, you know, fl- uh, touch football or we're, we're going on quests with, 
with that. So as that, but then when you get older and you get into your teenage years, you're like, you're a little embarrassed by it because you're trying to be a cool kid, you know? So you kind of like shun it a little bit, but as you get into adulthood, it, it, I appreciate it because it gives me the, it's okay to be yourself and be into the things yeah. that you want to be into. And yeah, so I, I've got an appreciation for it now. And I, and I tried to do the same thing with my kids and, and hopefully as they get older, we can do it. Like last year, uh, we took my eldest Ari for the first time to, oh, I forgot the group, but um, we took her to took her to go amp guard to go swing some foam, get an idea of how it works. Very apprehensive toward the whole thing once we got there. Lifted up the weapons, kind of threw them away, and I picked up a sword and we kind of you know did it as we do as we've done before because we've got stuff to do it at the house. But it's different when it's with your dad, you know, with your dad, your family member. But yeah. when you go against people who are like they're dressed in the leathers and they're there and they're in character and and they're super into it, and you could tell that this is what they live for. It's a different experience entirely. So, yeah. same yeah, thing for and, you, Wolf. Yeah, I, I I've always I've always loved sword fighting. So larping was always my thing. I, I was in I was in football. Because my dad did that for the longest time. Then, then when I got into high school, I, I still still did some larping, but it was getting farther and farther apart until we actually graduate. After we graduated high school, we came across SIS, and we we just played that forever. And then yeah, we society. finally, yeah, sighting shadow. Yeah. Okay. And we played that forever until they fell apart. And then we finally got back into uh, Ifkis, which was the first group our dad ever put us in. And then we, uh, till they fell apart. (laughs) It came around full circle almost. Yeah. It never, it never really left. That's the thing. It was always in the purview, whether Mm -hmm. we were going to conventions to play with, uh, you know, six stones and, and society and shadow, which, for those who may not know, is kind of similar to your mind's eye stuff of like uh, uh, Vampire, Vampire, Vampire the Masquerade, Masquerade or Werewolf, uh, White White Wolf. Is that what it's called? Yeah, White Werewolf. Wolf. Uh, where you basically take on characters. You create a character, whether it's a vampire, a shamas, which is like a were creature, and different. There's like seven different classes or six different classes. Six. But that's what LARP is: live action role play, where you you build a character on so these guys have kind of created their like own universe and have to stay within that universe and like because like i i just imagine larping being live action D, you know and like for me my fantasy aspect like i love the high fantasy i love you know mages and warlocks and that whole world of warcraft style thing so to think that they would do it in a different way like having vampires or werewolves or different types of fantasy characters not just within like that med- medieval knight and magic mm-hmm. and stuff like it, it's kind of cool to think that there are other groups out there out there that specialize in certain types of role playing not just what is standard for what or what most people know about oh yeah there there's um the um, oh god the doomsday um larp group 
where where quite literally you're fighting off zombies and all kinds of other different type of creatures. I That'd be the name. fun. As long as I wasn't race, a zombie. What are they called? Well, that's the thing. Like you, they they live it. They treat it like a real world thing where you have different classes to choose from, but they're still based in kind of reality. Where like, oh, if you're a mechanic, then you're more apt to be able to survive because you've got skills. Whereas if you're just some schmuck, like a business venture, that that I, unfortunately I can't recall the name of this group, but it's a local group, and it, that's completely their thing. And you know, it's just a different kind of rising. At least that is group it? is. I think that group is Dead Rising. Okay. Um, huh. Good original man, name. It's <laughs> yeah. Lot, there's so well, many different I, types. It, it, it's because they're the de- Dead Rising of Colorado, and then if okay. you go to like Wyoming or Nebraska or one of the other states, they're going to have a different group of the same thing, but they're going to go by for a, a different name. Like you have uh, Iron Mountain of um, uh, Ampgard, they call themselves Iron Mountains. Then you got the group here in Denver, which go by um, I forgot the way they their name went, but they they it's, have almost like kingdoms. Oh, okay. yeah, kingdoms or chapters that basically exist under the umbrella of like Ifkis. They're a, they were nationwide. One were. You know, here in Colorado, they'd be called something different, and they had their own governing body. But then you could also go down to Texas and be like, "Oh, I could play the Ifkis game down there." That's super cool. It's sort of like uh, the documentary that came out years ago, uh, Darkon, where they kind of show it does a good job at showing kind of everyday people going and playing their fantasy thing, and showing that there are like people get hardcore about it, where it's like, "This is my kingdom, and I will defend it." Or I'm a visitor to your kingdom. What can I do to help your kingdom? It's depending what LARP you're playing is. It, it every single one has their own rules, and even with Ifkis, we've seen them evolve from when we were kids and played through into our adulthood, and seeing how the rules have evolved. Sort of like Dungeons and Dragons. You look at the first editions <laughs> and how math heavy True, that yeah. was to where it is now with Five E. And it being so user-friendly, so playable. And that's why so many people have picked it up during the pandemic. Yeah. I I think it's cool that you can have like a nationwide group that falls under the same like quote-unquote storyline where you could take your character based here in Colorado in a group in Colorado. You're visiting a different state and be like, oh, I can kind of insert myself into whatever game that they're playing at the time, which makes it a lot more accessible. You know, especially I imagine it's a pretty inclusive group, you know, people that do this for the most part. But this is kind of what I want to ask you guys. And we're going to we're going to get off LARPing eventually. I want to talk a little about D&D. But for for people that don't haven't really gotten into it, the views that we've seen, you know, and Rick and I have talked about Knights of Badassdom, which is what you hope is your LARPing experience. And I'm pretty sure you know what I'm about to bring up. But then you have the other end of the spectrum with a movie like Role Models and how they made LARPing look. So is it a beautiful in-between of those two things? Or am I going to show up to a Role Models-esque because I like the seriousness of it, but at the same time, I need a little leeway to like laugh and fuck with shit. You know, if you're if you're freshly starting, 
you're you're going to kind of get a little if you're showing up to like practices you're you're going to find people that are dressed like us sword fighting because we're not going to fully gear up for but there are going to be some that will put on their armors and wear to practice to stay stay comfortable with it yeah but yes yes there are there are certain ones that get really deep into it where they're constantly into their character and then you're going to get us where we're in our character out of our character in our <laughs> yeah i guess that's what i'm trying to ask is like like is there should you know someone to get into it like could i show up to most any larp session if i found it on facebook and and be taught yeah oh yeah it, it that's the awesome thing about LARPing is mo- most communities will just like, Oh, you want to try this out? Come on in. We'll, we'll teach you all the rules and all that stuff. Hey, this is what we do. This is, this is how we fight. And then blah, 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 blah. They'll gladly let you in. Awesome. There, there's that, no, there's no gatekeeping. That's because there's a not enough to LARPers to. <laughs> to yeah. That's my thing. It's like, cause you get into some, you know, like I've played a lot of Magic the Gathering and stuff, and like you can go to some of these like Friday night magics and you want to talk about pretentious people and people that'll just turn up their nose to you when you walk in. <laughs> Same thing I imagine with like Warhammer. You know, Warhammer is such a serious thing that like if I just wanted to come try out Warhammer, I would be like I would be the nerd amongst nerds. They'd be like, look at this fucking casual, you know? And it's like, that's not right. how I want to be treated into going into something like that, especially something like LARPing that has that caveat of being, I don't want to say embarrassing, but like something hard to get into, especially for someone like me, where I consider myself an extrovert and then I fit in with a lot of things. Right. But LARPing is one of those things where it's like, am I going to fit in here? Like, are these people going to accept what? me? <laughs> I think I was like 11 years old and my dad, my dad took me to a, a gaming convention and he threw me into this uh, 40k game, and I, I was like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. So I'm putting all my little guys together. All of a sudden, my my whole entire team gets wiped. My entire unit gets wiped out, and these nerds around me are just giving me shit. I'm like, I'm 11 years old, motherfucker. 11. <laughs> I just started. This is my first time. I was like, Yeah, I'm done. Walked away, and I was like, Where are the larpers at? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That's, LARPers yeah. are a community. They, they, I mean, they really want people to come play their game because and enjoy. Hey, it. If we, if we get you and you like this, you're going to bring somebody else, hopefully, or maybe yeah. you'll bring a whole pack of people. Like Chris and I have seen it where we played games where we were just playing the NPCs. You know, we're supposed to die, and we've we had one game that we played with. Uh, was it Ifkis? It was Ifkis, right? Yeah, it was Ifkis. Where. <laughs> We were playing two ogres, and so it's Chris and I, just or Wolf and I. So it's just the two of us. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're supposed to take it easy. We're thinking, okay, they outnumber us, you know, two to one. There's there's six of them and and two of us. First team, we could tell there's some younger kid. So we take it easy. Ah, oh, ah, oh, you got us. <laughs> cool. They they you know, go through us, they do their thing, they find the key, they move on. Next person, next group comes through, they look like they're college level. So we're like, okay, we can we can boost it up here. We can, all right, here we go. 
total course, party course, kill. Take course, them all out. <laughs> course, 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 the GM forgot to tell us, hey, don't team wipe. And they gave us all these items that could team wipe. <laughs> if you see them coming, use these items and turn them on. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, it, it's yeah. crazy to think that they have like, that you could play an NPC. Like that is something that it just seems so odd to me. And I'm sure that there's people that volunteer for stuff like that too, where they're like, I don't necessarily need to be in a party or complete anything. I don't mind playing a tavern, you know, tender or tavern master or something like that. So it's cool to think that like they, they get so in depth into the world that you could have stuff like that. Like you guys are ogres and you just murdered an entire party. It was just like, (laughs) Whoops! Like my bad, guys. Like you should really try to level up or something because, like, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, we we had to talk to the GM. And we're like, hey, we can't use these items next party that comes through here because we're going to team wipe. <laughs> we're just so OP if if they let us activate these certain particular things. Like, yeah. So, I, I know that's the fun of it. Like, and that's kind of a good way to get into it. If you if you do like go to play a game, not just the practice, is be like. Go play an NPC, mm-hmm. so that way you get still get you get a strong role playing aspect of it. In some cases, that makes sense. You'll just be the ogre that gets slaughtered, or you'll be something even more important, like I don't know, a skeleton gatekeeper that you have to figure out these riddles to get to the next part. Like the key though is to throw yourself in there and and play the character that you're given, or play the character that you are, because it's like with anything, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it, and that's why. After all these years, you know, from being squires for dad to building our own characters, that's why we keep coming back because it's just fun, the immersiveness, and you and you gain these friendships with people because you're making pretend and swinging foam or or pulling stones or whatever their certain combat is to their game. It's it's a blast, especially so, since you're an extrovert. It, it would be perfect because yeah. you'd be like, Let, let's do that, you know, like me, yeah. I'm a bit more of an introvert, and unless I have Chris or Wolf there. You know, I, that's I the thing is I'd want to go with someone that I knew just so you have that comfort feeling. And that, that kind of leads into a good question. Cause I was going to ask both of you, like if someone was looking to get in to LARPing, what would you suggest they do? Would it just be to, to look up a group to find a friend that maybe knows something about it or just show up to where you maybe could I just walk on to a, a LARP practice in the middle of a park if I see it, you know? It really depends on what you're comfortable with. If you're comfortable with just walking up and talking with people, then yeah, definitely, definitely go to these practices and be like, "Hey, tell me more about your game." But if if you're more like, I, I like having people I know in this game, then yeah, be like, "Hey, talk, tell your friends about the game and see what they think. See if they would be down going in as a group." Because it's always it, it is really good to have a group that you're connected with, because then you know you have somebody that will be on your side in some of these games. You do come into that political field where numbers do all of a sudden come in. Hmm. Like with SIS, it, it was definitely a numbers game. Like we we were we were known the the Colorado people were known to roll together. Because mm-hmm. we would have the outer towners come in, or we would go there, and we stuck together like a unit, 
Yeah. And nobody, <laughs> nobody fucked with us. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? I think it's their kingdom. It's it's probably yeah. theirs. I'm I'm gonna be yeah, an NPC. Colorado, I'm gonna go farm goats Col- over here. Colorado realm has shown up. Yeah, we'll fix that. Just sounds so fucking cool. Like the Colorado realm has showed up. Like you just got to show up defending a state as what you're doing, and the fact that it like deems respect from other groups. It's just like no, their realm's fucking legit in Denver. Like they they fucking throw down in Denver, you know. And it's just like Wyoming. I just imagine Wyoming doesn't allow people to LARP. So it's just like, there's like three <laughs> kids that show up, you know, and they all got there, LARPs there because they just play bards. There actually is a LARP group up in uh, Wyoming that I have thought about going up there and checking out their their uh, combats. They only play cowboys and Indians. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever get a chance, look up like uh, Germany LARP battles. Oh my God. They're literally like, Thousands of people dressed up Conquest. as their characters do these. Con- Thank you. Yeah, where it's like the states are pretty good, and we're kind of the ones who started it. You know, from D and D because that's essentially where LARP came from. It was born from D and D and wanting to let's not just do this around a table. Let's stand out and play this out live. Let's see how that would work out in the forest. What well, it. It makes Europe, sense. They go big. <laughs> like it makes sense to me that European countries would be bigger into it because you look at like stuff like airsoft battles too, and places that don't allow real guns are super big into that tactical airsoft mm. shooter, and it's something that like I think America kind of looked down upon, and that other countries really accepted in that like fantasy aspect. And given a lot of fantasy is made or started in Europe. But I think because of like the way that violence, violence, air quotes, is looked at in America, that stuff like that was like just not as cool. You know, it wasn't as accepted here as it was in someplace else that just didn't have that weapon system to deter from swords and knives. And we didn't have swords. You know, as America, we were, there are not a lot of swords in American history. There's a fuck ton of swords in German history. A lot of guns too, but it, it would be a lot cooler if if it was a more accepted form of entertainment, like it was what is in Europe, you know, especially in a LARP or a a lot of those role playing games are bigger outside of the United States. Oh yeah. Hmm. Damn. Now I want to like. Yeah. I want. I want. I want to fucking do it's, some role playing, boys. <laughs> it's so much fun. Like. It is. All the different organizations out there all have their like. There's people who their combat like uh, uh, society and shadow. Their their whole thing. They use stones. You you draw stones, and that's how their combat works. But then you have like Ifgas or Amcard or or a lot of these other ones who will use swords. We particularly liked Ifgas because they went for more of a realistic looking weapon as opposed to i'm sure you've seen it like basically a pool noodle on top of a golf club yeah still serviceable as a weapon not nearly as fun as when you're holding an actual broad sword that looks legit and has some weight to it especially because like the further you get into it the more that armor and everything else kind of plays a part so it makes sense that like if i'm gonna put all the time into making you know an armor set i want to it i want it to be useful there's no reason of me wearing 60 pounds of chain, chain mail if this dude's going to hit me with a foam sword, you know? 
Like, at least it makes mm. it, it gives people's passion and depth into a game like that more credibility where they can actually do stuff because it matters in game. Whereas, like, yeah. chainmail is not going to matter in a game where you're just using pull noodles. Well, they they do, most will have levels of armor. Like, if you're just wearing your plain clothes, that's leather armor. No additional benefits. But if you do want to wear your chainmail, your skinmail, and really go out, they'll give you bonuses. Yeah. Instead of just that's taking sick. a few hits to go down, they're like, you'll have to get hacked at. Uh, it truly is like wearing- an RPG. Like, yeah. you have attributes yeah. Yeah. in oh, real yeah. life. Yeah, if I, if I could actually afford some armor, I would, I would get it. Yeah, I we had a kid going through high school that wore chainmail to school, and there probably wasn't a worse better. person. Just- <laughs> that kid got roasted. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Like, I'm all you know. I'm all for having fun, but you know, but it sucks because <laughs> like now, I'm just like, oh no, that fucking kid was a lot cooler than we gave him credit for. He had chainmail. At like 16 years old. <laughs> I would give a lot for chainmail at 31 now, you know? I wear chainmail to work. Yeah, and yeah. you never know. You might get stabbed. That one time he wore chainmail to school might have been the time that saved him from something <laughs> shitty happening at school. Because he was in fucking chainmail. You know? In 2004. Um, well, cool. With all that being yeah. said, um, do we want to touch on D&D at all? Because I got a lot of LARP in there. And that was... I'm fucking hype on the LARP train. Um, oh yeah, if, if you ever want to go LARPing, just find a group and we'll we'll come with you. <laughs> well, that's it's going to come to that this summer because it's like gonna it's going to happen. I yeah, I've got a GoPro and stuff. I'm going to wear a fucking chest piece with my <laughs> GoPro on it, and we're going to do yeah, some goddamn LARPing. There right, that's go. content for the channel. I'm a hundred percent down, and I have no shame anymore. Okay. Shortest shit in my pants in public. I'll do just about anything nowadays. Uh, but with all that being said, now I'm hype on LARP. Um, we're starting to run a little long here. So if you guys want to add anything for anything, now would be the time. Otherwise, we will uh, we'll start wrapping this up. D&D just kind of goes off the same aspect of, of LARP for us, I think, is that we've done games throughout the year, but our passion really falls into LARPing because we'd rather, you know, being kids and it's especially real. raised with uh, raised with the dad who was into sports very much like, no, let's get out there and go play. Whether it's just dad versus Wolf and I, you know, that's that makes fine. Sense. We're outside being active. So instead of, eating, you know, going out the there, dandelions. Oh, you, you want to be alive, you got to eat a dandelion. Guess who's eaten a dandelion or two before? We both have. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because that's part of it. You're like, okay, in this mythos, Dandelions are life bringers. So you just you yeah. accept it, you do it, and then you're I like, mean, they're not bad right, for you. I'm going to be not doing that because good Are you eating like the pre, the yellow dandelion or the like yeah. cotton dandelion? The yellow. Oh, okay. Yellow. Okay. Yeah. Because like your yeah, dad's making you eat the cotton dandelions to survive <laughs> this LARP <laughs> session. That's some savage shit. shit. Yeah. Like, it, it was savage that he's making he's making ten year olds eat dandelions. I mean, just, I've just eaten bugs and showing because of my my dad. So like, <laughs> I got a pair of shoes when I was in fifth grade that I offered to eat a pepper, and my dad was like, "Eat the pepper." So I ate the pepper. I almost went to the hospital, and at the end of it all, he was like, "Why didn't you just ask if I could buy the shoes?" You know, and it was just like, but he let me eat the fucking pepper. <laughs> just that was a, that was where we were at. So. Um, 
No, I, I mean, D&D, like I said, is is awesome. And it, especially in to get into a fantasy realm, there's probably a lot more options to get into D&D now. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm sure we'll do a larger episode on Dungeons and Dragons. And we'll be doing some D&D on the channel. So something to look forward to later. Hopefully we'll be doing some fucking LARPing. Um, Rick and I have already talked about, I want to go to the Ren Fair when it comes back. I've never been to the Ren Fair. And I, I'll dress up to How that motherfucker. How long have you lived in Colorado? Uh, 16 years. You've never, oh wow. Never been, dude. Every dude, time I go drive down that way and like it's backed up to Castle Rock, I'm just like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> but now I'll go wait in the line. I'll go camp out in a fucking tent. I don't care. Um, well, uh, what's the weirdest D and D game or LARP game that you've ever played? Good. Do you have any moments or games that um, really stick out, or events? I guess for that matter. <laughs> oh wow! Because um... I know we we played some games that are weird. <laughs> that we, me and Travis. Both mm. not not even thinking that we were both joining the same group. <laughs> we we ended up going to a Vampires of Masquerade at a gaming convention and we were like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and then they they match they put us together and I realized I do not like playing uh, um psychic vampires. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> they they just handed us out sheets with our mm. characters build. I'm like, oh no! And Travis got a physical vampire. I'm like, you lucky <laughs> son of a bitch! How? So yeah, how? that that entire event was so weird because you're just playing a psychic vampire. Yeah, I was playing a mental psychic. vampire. Like- I was playing a mental vampire, and I I've always hated mental vampires. But our our buddy Travis always played a mental vampire in SAS. And I always played a physical character that loved to fight. It was was a weird twist on us. And I hate I You were like, this is why I didn't play this fucking character. Right. (laughs) This is why I don't play these characters because they're utterly useless. So on the kind of lines of of doing it at cons and stuff, what's the largest event that you've ever been to? God, the... If guess is uh, a few summers ago, we had one that was like, remember the one? Um, boy, I wish I could remember the name, but it was huge because we had to go through like five different events through it, like the stepping stones. You had to do it properly. The the uh, what do they call them? The will of the wisps or whatever. The whoopsies, mm-hmm. where if they touch yeah. you, you have to drop everything. And I, I was playing the worst thief in history, and yeah. that one time <laughs> I pulled it off, was able to steal our shit. <laughs> While running away, I freaking bailed. But like, besides that, it was like that thing was pretty massive just because the scale. They basically had us walk around half the a mountain. quarter of a mountain. It was yeah. intense, and by the end of the day, we're exhausted, but we're so like, oh my god, and that part, that part. Oh, and when we had to go into the dark, th- the dark tent, and unbelievable. Uh, I just, I'm gonna I, watch I, videos I was, going to bed. I would say the largest was. Probably around fifty people with SIS at a a Genghis Khan event on the uh, elections of the uh, realm leader of Colorado. There, there was like fifty people there at that game from here and out of state showed up. Huh? 
It, it would be so cool to go through like a, a full quest setup. Like you show up and it's just like, this yeah. is what you need to do. Here's <laughs> what you're going to do. And to, to play through it as a group. I mean, it's just like, it's everything oh. you ever wanted with D&D. But you get to do it real fucking life. I'm okay with being tired after a day like that. Like that just sounds mm-hmm. like fun. Yeah, that's when you know you actually got to work out. And that's why I loved about like LARP is because you're moving. It's you're, active. Yeah. It, it's active. And you're 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 not trusting all your luck on a roll of a dice. You're actually that person trying to hurt trying to hit someone. Yeah, it's like you don't walk up to another guy and it's like, hey guy, I'm gonna swing my sword at you and then I'm gonna roll away. And he's just like, maybe <laughs> like I'm gonna flip this hey, coin. Maybe you know you can actually just roll away and he's gonna be like, oh shit, this dude can fucking move you know and it's a, it's a battle it's a real life battle and that's amazing mm-hmm. that is amazing yeah, those, um those shield maidens or some of those are some of the craziest people watching them and the way they wield their shields like usually you have it out front and you have your sword but these guys are doing things like throwing it behind their back blocking and do, like watching some of these guys who are so into it and clearly practice is like those guys are diehards about it. And it makes you appreciate it that much more that they're putting their all into it while you're trying to strike them down with your Naginata or whatever. Like, it's pretty great. LARP is like, yeah. <laughs> I was interested in it. And then after this conversation, I'm a thousand times more excited than I ever thought I would be. <laughs> like, just, I will be on Amazon tonight, like looking up, you know, I already have my Dungeons and Masters rope. Let's show up as a fucking wizard. Uh, <laughs> but sure you with all that being said um we'll go ahead and wrap up here i wolf i want to thank you for being on that was fucking awesome and i'm sure we'll have you on again for another episode because this is all stuff that you guys did growing up which i found real interesting especially being brothers and having a dad that kind of puts you in a position to do all these things like i said not that i'm not trying to diss my dad at all but that was not an option. Not an option. We did not use imagination growing up. It was sports, and that was what it was. I was a three-sport athlete until high school, and then once I was in high school, we were trying to be cool people. It wasn't good. But I want to thank you for coming on. Um, if you have any social media or anything like that that you want to throw out, if you want to shout out Sarah's stuff again, um, now is the time. Yeah, go check out uh, Sarah Zom. On Twitch, um, yeah, I, I'm, I don't have any other media things. Oh, you ain't got an OnlyFans or like a? No, no OnlyFans. <laughs> I do have a YouTube channel, but I don't, I don't do anything on it. But I, I, I just jump from YouTube stream to YouTube stream and argue with people. So, <laughs> well, maybe we'll change that with some LARPing videos this year. Oh so. yeah, I, I would post the crap out of those we'll see what's up we're, we, we've got a lot of stuff in mind for content for the channel uh with that being said you can always find me at retronomapod um on all the socials now i'm not streaming to twitch too often anymore but the facebook page is starting to pop off if you guys want to support the the show uh the facebook page is now able to get stars so if you guys see me streaming any donations, anything like that goes right back into the podcast or the stream, one or the other. Um, but again, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, all Retro Nomapod across the board. 
and retronomiconpodcast at gmail.com. Another way to get a hold of us. Any business inquiries, sponsorship deals, pair of Air Maxes, mm-hmm. or if you want to shout out a LARP group here on the show, that's a good way, good place to put it. Yeah, and uh, Serial Killer on most, Serial Kilter on most of the socials. Um, Facebook group, always go there. That's your one-stop shop for all things related to the Retronomapod. Um, to take us out like we normally do, Wolf, did you have a weird question, or do you want me to handle it for you? Maybe. I got it. I'll take care of this one. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, so the weird question of the week, unless there's anything else... Weird nope. question of the week, the way we close out the show as always. What alcohol is associated with the different fantasy races? We want to thank you guys for joining the Retro Nama Pod. We will catch you next week. Good night. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>